Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, welcome to the Deprey Club podcast, a community of like-minded young adults who are all grieving a similar loss. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with inspirational people from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. In this podcast, our guests will tell their own grief story, discussing how their losses have impacted their lives and the past they have found themselves on. We laugh, we cry, but together we've come to realise that we are far from alone in our own grief journeys. I will even say this, I am a better person. I yeah. like the Georgia that I am now because of my dad dying. Yeah. Like, I am a better version of myself and I like myself a hell of a lot more than what I did, the type mm. of person that I was before my dad died. Mm. And because grief changes you and it yeah. changes you negatively in ways like this, yeah. the things you have to deal with that, and it alters your personality and you're like, oh, but I think it also does create a lot of good because you have to find the good. Hi guys, happy Tuesday and welcome to this week's episode of the Dead Prankle podcast. Now, honestly, I am so excited to share this week's episode with you. It was, it's just jam full of like open and honest conversations and laughter and I am just so appreciative that this conversation happened. So, Georgia joined me on the show to tell her own story of losing her dad in the beginning of 2020 from blood cancer after he's also lived his whole life with an immune deficiency disorder. So in this episode, we talk about what it's really like to lose a parent to cancer, the best way to navigate friendships, how guilt drives you crazy when you're grieving, and most importantly, how Georgia's dad has become her inspiration for everything that she does in her life and how through this she's found strength in finding a way to live a life that he would love to be a part of. Thank you Georgia so so much for this conversation. I enjoyed it so much and I'm so grateful and if you and you're listening and you're enjoying this conversation too please don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review because it helps me find more young grieving adults who could benefit from conversations like this. Thank you so much, and I hope all of you have an absolutely amazing week. So thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on to the Dead Prank Club podcast. Welcome. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> we couldn't get logged on, and now you're breaking your mic. <laughs> um, please, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, your name, where you're from, what you do, like a dating website yeah i'm single as well so if anyone's single, like, hey, yeah so that's <laughs> funny me and friends have actually, actually talked about having like a grief dating program because oh my you just gosh, got on with imagine. other grievers so much better like you just be able you to talk it. about grief and yeah. 
and it's not it. awkward it's like oh who died of yours yeah, like, oh, my dad died you died oh your mum that's literally. well sad and then you just chat about it yeah <laughs> it'd be so much better um but yeah, anyway yeah go ahead okay so my name's georgia i'm 24 i'm originally from devon um but at the moment I live in London and I'm an actor slash teaching assistant. So when I'm not acting, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Very nice. Um, obviously you are a part of the Dead Parent Club, unfortunately. Um, but can you please give us a background into your loss and um, their name and what they were like? Yeah. So this was my dad. He passed away in March 2020. So he passed away just... I think we were like a week into lockdown. A great time to die. Yeah. Exceptional we, choices there. <laughs> yeah. He, it, was, it was just before lockdown. Um, so basically my dad, his whole life, he had an immune deficiency disorder. So I was used to my dad being in the hospital like a lot. So for, mm. example, for example, when my dad got a cold, it put him in hospital oh because he, he had like a really weak immune system. Mm. So I was kind of used to my dad being like ill and like tired. It was kind of like the norm. Um, and then mid-February, he fell unwell, mm. went into hospital, uh, was in hospital for six weeks and then he passed away. Wow. So Such it was a quite a quick... rapid. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. was rapid. Was it cancer or? Um, yes. Yeah. So he... He went into hospital and we didn't really know what was wrong, but he was very, very poorly and he like deteriorated really, really fast. Mm. And it took them a little while to figure out what was going on because I think, because he had loads of other illnesses due to his immune deficiency, mm. I think that masked a lot of the cancer symptoms. So I feel yeah. like my dad probably had cancer for like quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually when he like got into hospital and was put on the cancer ward, he was diagnosed with Burkitt's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer, mm. which is very stereotypical of evolving from the immune deficiency disorder that my dad oh, has. Like it's wow. very common. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he had Burkitt's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. He also, bless him, he had a tumor that had grown up his spine mm. as like a response to the cancer. Mm. And then he got pneumonia and that... Mm, yeah not the greatest mix really is it no 100% not <laughs> what was it like kind of growing up with your dad being that ill all the time like was he always like, do you guys grow up with the knowledge that your dad could pass away from like a cold at any point like this is this be very point. aware of like death if you know what I mean. yeah so I'll tell you this straight up from being probably about a teenager I knew that my dad was not going to be here for the majority of my life. Mm. Like, just like, you know, when like you just, you just knew. Yeah. Like mm. I, I just, I just, knew, like I just knew mm. from him, like being ill all the time. I just kind of like knew in my gut that my dad wasn't, I could just feel that he wasn't going to be here. Yeah. Like the really important things in my life. And as well, I was really close to my dad. He was like my best mm. mate. And I, and I think that made me know even more that he maybe wasn't going to be here. I was like, yeah. I can't be that lucky that like my dad is my best mate and he's just here for like yeah. all the best bits. It was almost too good to be true. So I just had this gut feeling of being like, I don't think my dad is 
going to be around for a long time. With that in mind, like, do you think you were as close to him because you were so aware of him being like ill a lot and because you might lose him at some point? Do you think that was like a, an effect of that? Or do you think you were just both, no matter what had happened in the circumstances, you just very, just meshed very well together? Yeah, I felt, I felt very maternal towards my dad. He mm. lived on his own. I lived with him for a period of time before I came to London. And because he was ill all the time, I definitely developed this like, we had a best mate relationship. We also had the parental relationship where he was my dad. Mm. But I also felt like a mother to him because I had to look after him a lot. Yeah. Um, and I felt so protective over him because I knew, bless him, that he was so vulnerable to getting ill. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think knowing how unwell he was, I think I formed like a really strong attachment to him to try and like, yeah. I guess like yeah. protect him for like as long as Which I could. Which is so because, lovely though as well. Yeah. At the same time, like it's so nice to have had such a good relationship with your parent, isn't it? Like how oh, yeah. I'm a lot so of grateful. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, so grateful, 100%. Yeah. Do you have any, have any siblings or anything? Yeah, I do. So I've got a middle brother. So we're the same mum and same dad. And then I've got a younger brother and he's a different dad. So it's me and my brother who lost my dad. Yeah. Are you and your brother close as well? Yeah, we are. But my brother, um, he is very closed off with his emotions. He's different to me. I'm quite, I can be quite, I don't mind talking about things. I'm very Mm. open. Whereas he's definitely a bit more closed off and mm. reserved when it comes to yeah yeah you yeah. see that a lot not to be stereotypical but even i've mm. from this podcast you know like 95 percent of the people that offers come onto the show are girls um mm. and like 93 percent of my audience are female and i think yeah that, that just says it all um yeah. and like it's i'm so glad that i can be here to provide a space if guys do want to talk about it they do yeah, want to listen 100%. um yeah. But you, but I think that that is just for some reason just a fact of life, and yeah. it's sad. Um, I know. I wish they could feel like they could open up more, but um, yeah. sort of like kind of silently struggling. <laughs> I know. Um, we we talk about my dad. Like we, there's no, there's no like we bring things up all the time, like memories. I like to remember when mm. dad did this, dad did that. But I guess we, I guess me and my brother don't talk about like literally mm. like him dying. It's the same with me and my brothers. Me and my brothers will talk yeah. about my mom in passing but we won't have like conversations like like I'd be like I'm really fucking sad like I really fucking struggle with it but I won't say that to them but they're not my people to say that to so I just wouldn't and I think there's like this mutual understanding like it would be the same with your siblings it's the same with my brother like we both know what we're going through like we both know the feeling like Mm. you almost don't need to say it because Mm. it's like do you yeah, know I mean, true. I know I know that he's dealing with it, and he knows that I'm dealing with it. So yeah, got that mutual ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how have you found the past year then? Because this has been the most isolating time for everyone, and I think to lose somebody during the shit one is a is a can be a blessing in a weird way mm. because you have no choice but to like deal with your emotions um, yeah. and kind of sit with yourself whereas in normal day-to-day life you get distracted by work social socializing like just everything passed on top of you whereas also it's must be awful because yeah you can't find your kind of like community or like those friends that kind of talk mm. to you about your grief yeah I will say like 
I was very lucky with my dad in the sense of because it was um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, mm. I was able to like be with him. I lived, my dad was in hospital from six weeks. Uh, he was, went in, he stayed, lived in there for six weeks uh, and then he died in hospital. And I was able to like live with him in his room, take oh, care nice. of him, nurse him because because um, of the uh, tumor on his spine, he wasn't able to walk. So he yeah. was bed bound. So yeah. like, I was helping like cleaning him, feeding him, all those kinds of things. And I know that for a lot of people who's lo- who have lost family members because of COVID, mm. they did not get to be with yeah. their loved ones. So for that, I am just eternally grateful because I got to have that closure. Yeah. Being <laughs> with my dad for all that time, um, looking after him, even being with him, literally like watching him die mm. was, is, I know it's, it was like the worst thing that, I've ever witnessed, but it's, mm. they're the things that you need for closure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Just watching your dad die. Um, on, the notes, on the notes that you sent over to me, like when you say like, it's not how it's portrayed in the films and stuff. It's mm. not, like, oh my I God, know. the just most horrific thing. And I think, don't get yeah. me wrong, some people's experience of watching their parents die, it can be quite peaceful. They, it, mm. every, everybody has a different experience. Yeah. Um, from mine, it was not fucking peaceful. Like, was it um, not? Just, just the whole. My mom was like dying for like a week, as in like got to that point where she wasn't comatose anymore. She wasn't there, but she just her body just kept going. Um, really, and like the death rattle when like everything. Yeah, through. my dad had that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this, I the sound of it now just goes through, and it gets to the point where you just like, please, just go. I know it's yeah and do do you know what it's like yeah what I said to you about the films I've I've watched all the documentaries about different things Mm. you hear when you hear the word cancer you're Mm. like that's that's very bad you're like that is bad (laughs) and like in your head you think you know what that looks like Mm. but when you see cancer killing someone in front of you Mm. oh my god it is so intense I just the things that I've learned and witnessed that like ha- can happen to a human and yeah. to the body, yeah. to the right. It's absolutely, it's crazy. And I look back because I was with my dad so intensely for the six weeks. I don't think I realized how unwell he looked when he was mm. in hospital. And now there's like the odd picture that comes up on that. Where we've like WhatsApp, my family WhatsApp group. And there's just this picture of my dad that he sent of himself, bless him when he was still okay mm. and I look back at it now and I'm like oh my god like they're like very gaunt aren't they like so gaunt I and was my... that. I've got a picture of my mum from maybe a week before she died yeah and I didn't realize at the time and I look at it now mm. and like I can see the pain in her eyes and like yeah. her skin like yeah. everything just looks like death and my dad was the same as your it. my dad was the same as your mum though he the doctors called us in and they were like your dad's very unwell and um, they were like, (laughs) I know, I was like, okay. Um, It was just me, actually, when I found out he was going to die, it was me and my uncle. It was so surreal. And I knew, I just knew the doctors came in and they were like, can we chat to you? And they were like, "Um, your dad is like like really unwell. And I was Mm. like, okay. And then they were like, he's got pneumonia on his lung. Like that's killing him. And I was like, okay. Mm. And they were like, he's probably got about two days. And I was like, wow okay and I remember so bizarre I remember I had my hands together and I was like 
digging my nails into my hands to like mm. counteract the pain mm. of what I had just been told. Like mental to physical. Yeah. And I was, mm. and I've, ne- I'm, I've never done something like that before. It was so bizarre, but I remember just sitting there and like pushing my nail into my hand to like counteract the pain. And I was doing it because I didn't want to cry and make that doctor feel bad that he had to tell me that my dad was going to die. That is, yeah. that is what was going through my head. I thought I sat there and I, and in my head, I was like, Georgia, don't cry. I was like, he, he has such a hard job. He has to tell people, tell the family members that yeah. die. And I just, he left the room and then I burst into tears. But in that moment I was like, I still want him to feel bad. Yeah. I don't want him to feel bad oh, that he bless. has to tell me I that. Bet I bet you what that lady is like bloody psycho, didn't even cry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, but my dad was the same as your mum. So then they induced him into like a coma. Like they put, gave him loads the of syringe doctors. driver. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. syringe drive thing. And they'd said two days, but he hung, he hung on for a week. Mm. Like he was asleep. He was asleep. They told me on the Monday and then he passed away on the Sunday morning. Mm. So, yeah. It's hard. It's a really, really hard time. And mm-hmm. it's, um, I, it's what I have experienced, like the two, the two separate experiences where like my mum's was so traumatizing mm. and her mum died about 14 months after my mum did. Um, oh, yeah. So my grandma. And I, for some reason, I was just in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time who knows but um yeah, yeah. I was she was in hospital and but nobody knew that she was dying she didn't come across as she was dying she stopped eating as much but she was mm. like she'd been okay for ages and then one day she yeah, just yeah. like was really sleepy just kept sleeping and then before we knew it she, like in front of me she just she passed away really peacefully and that was like nice really um but yeah it is yeah. people people aren't we're not we aren't educated enough about what it's like to have somebody die from cancer specifically because it is a terrible terrible disease um yeah and it's like I can't even tell you how surreal it is like my dad my dad passed really peacefully just like his breasts got really Mm. um spread out yeah we were all it was like the morning the person had come in and was like do you want some toast we were like yeah (laughs) we were sat like eating some toast (laughs) yeah yeah. we were because we'd been there for the week we were living there it became it was it was so surreal but it became like our normal like dad was there asleep in the middle but we like we were we sat there all day we watched telly having conversations, still talking to dad because apparently the last thing that goes is your hearing. Yeah. So like I, I spoke to him as if he was awake, yeah. holding his hand, like giving him water. Like, do you know what I mean? Doing all that as if he was still there. Yeah. And then he just took his like last few breaths. And then you're just sat there looking at like- That, that moment is just like- A body. Fuck. Like when, like, you know, because the breath is so spaced yeah. out. When that last breath happens, you're kind of still wait. You're waiting for yes. the next one. Like you're waiting. You're like, is that it? Is yeah. That when, it, it? when it doesn't, you just like you kind of look around and you're like, I know. Like fuck. <laughs> the worst thing has happened. I think yeah, nothing can prepare you for that. I think no, it can't. It really can't. And also, it's like I don't even know what age is the right age to lose a parent. Because I think at any point it's going to be. Yeah. Horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It is the worst thing. Um, in like the kind of months afterwards, then like bearing in mind that we're in lockdown and you can't see Mm -hmm. friends and stuff all the time, like Mm -hmm. did you find people that knew how to speak to you about your grief? Or like you've mentioned on emails and stuff to me that your friends weren't really very well equipped to 
mm. taught to you about it. And you were so right when you said that, like, as soon as they don't mention it once, that becomes yeah. the tone for every single conversation that you have. Yeah. And it was difficult, obviously, because I think I was like the first friend in my group who lost a parent. Mm, same. So obviously, <clears throat> it's new to me. Obviously, I don't know how to deal with losing a parent and, it, and I get that it's new to them. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like the feeling was that they had was we don't want to bring up Georgia's dad because we don't want to upset her. Like, yeah, I know that it was I know that it was coming from <clears throat> a loving place, mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. But to me, it came across as like, oh, that set the tone. So mm. we're not talking about the fact that my dad died. <laughs> right. So he didn't exist, and then it that's ca- fine. <laughs> it just kind of pushed, it made me feel a little bit isolated because I was yeah. like, oh fuck, can I not bring it up? I was like, yeah. can it then, and then I found it a bit difficult. Or I was like, how do I move forward? And in the end, I had to kind of send a group text to my friends and I was like, I laid out, I was like, this is how I'm dealing with it. See, I love this. How... This is brilliant. Talk, talk to you about I this. Was, I feel like yeah. anybody listening now, if you're struggling <laughs> with your friends not talking about it, listen to this. I think this, if you're this kind of person anyway and you think this might help, then yeah. yeah. So I obviously, because both the times, I've got two separate friendship groups. I've got friendship group back home and a friendship group in London. Mm-hmm. And with both times, both times first seeing them, my dad wasn't brought up. And to me, I was like, I feel like it's very natural when you see someone to be like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Do you know mm. what I mean? It doesn't have to, you don't have to go in deep, but I feel like mm. that's quite a normal, maybe it's, I'm wrong. It's the maybe minimum that's, that's expected, right? Like it's yeah. like a, <laughs> yeah. So I, a box I came, at least. Yeah. I came away from that feeling a bit like confused and definitely a bit vulnerable because I was, I was obviously struggling with all the things that I was feeling and I was like, oh my gosh, can I not speak to my friends about it? So in the end, what I did was I formed out a text that just said, this is where I'm at emotionally and mentally. And this is how I would like to deal with my grief. Mm. So my message was something like, um, I love, my dad was my best mate. My dad was my life and I loved him so much. And I don't want to stop talking about him because he was the most important person in my life. I love Mm. talking about my dad. He was the best human. And I want that to continue. I don't want there to ever be a feeling of, we can't bring up George's dad or, Mm -hmm. oh my God, we can't talk about parents or we can't talk about death because like, that's fine. And I said, and I'm also very, very open. And I said, if you've got questions about anything like cancer, Mm -hmm. losing a parent, a dad dying, I really do not mind talking about it because for me, I find it so therapeutic. And the more I talk about it, the more I can process what has happened so it not only helps me but then it helps my friends as well so I just sent them a text and I was like this is how I would like to deal with it please (laughs) how how did they respond they relief okay relief they were all relieved they were like oh Mm. my gosh Georgia thank you so much for saying that because we didn't know how to play it we didn't want to upset you um now that you've said it we all know where we stand and we can put that into motion Mm. has that changed it for you then like are they obviously they're not going to be as good as people who have experienced it because they Mm. just can't that side of it just isn't there being able to kind of empathize but like do they kind of consciously make a bit more of an effort sometimes yeah yeah no they are really good and in the and and I kind of in the message I sort of said they're very good that they know that if I sort of drop my dad into conversation they'll Mm. pick up on that and then we'll talk about my dad for a bit do you know what I mean even if it's just something like oh yeah because when my dad used to and they go oh yeah 
do you remember when? And then we just, it's That's just, nice. they leave little pathways so that I can just say stuff and they ask questions, but it doesn't feel intense. It doesn't yeah. have to be, tell me about how your dad died of cancer. It can just be talking about memories, talking about what my dad used to do. Mm. And that is a really nice way of like unloading some of the yeah. grief. Yeah, hundred percent. There's nothing worse than feeling like your parent didn't exist. <laughs> yeah 100%. it's a weird weird thing um it's like from that then like what advice would do you think that you would give friends who are listening who haven't lost a parent but are listening so i get i have some listeners actually listen to the mm. podcast because they know people that have lost a parent and they <gasps> want to kind of get i know i, I was like you get brown that. yeah <laughs> you, you do that's yeah. a good friend <laughs> um it's like what do you think that like, your top three things would be for like a friend that wants to support a friend that's grieving even i struggle with this i think it's hard yeah, I would say reach out and open that door. Mm. Even if the response that you get from the person who is grieving is like, don't want to talk, like, don't want to talk about it. No, don't bring it up to me. I don't I think there is nothing wrong with just offering the door to be open. So because then that person knows at any point, like, hey, I could go back and open that door and I could have yeah. that conversation. It's like with anyone struggling with like mental health, not just grief. I think asking someone if they're okay or mm. I am here if you need me, by the way. Like you don't have to use it now. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to know that you have doors open. So that person who's grieving in times when they're feeling so alone, they go, hang on a minute. I could go speak to this person. They said yeah. they'd want to talk to me about it. And yeah. I feel like I could go and talk to them. Yes. So I would say, yeah, I would say be brave and reach out. Mm. I would also say. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I think don't be afraid to ask the grieving person about the loved one that they've lost. And don't be afraid of the, reac- the reaction you're going to get. Mm. So I said to my friends, I was like, you might ask me about my dad tomorrow and I might be fine, laughing, giggling. You might ask me the next day and I might be floods in tears. Yeah. That's, no, um, that's no response to you. That's no offense to you that like, you haven't upset me. Mm. It's just whatever part of grief that I'm feeling that day is what's mm-hmm. coming out and what needs to come out. I actually love crying. I love it. Like I was yeah, so bad when people, people bring it up and then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for bringing it up. And I'm like, no, it's no, really it's nice. good. I say <laughs> I that like honestly, every time I start crying about it with my friends, I'm like, it's good to cry. Cause it is, it yeah. is. It is so oh. good. There's nothing like a good, like soul cry. Oh my God. Well, I thought I had felt like bad crying, but grief crying. Like oh when I, God. when like, when I have those moments where I like, 
I think for me, when I'm thinking, when I have those moments, I can feel that I'm upset and that I need to cry. I just think about everything. Mm. Like you do. It I is think about soul shattering. Like I think about all the memories, the future, everything, the future, the future things. Future. Are gonna yeah, Dad's not going to be at my wedding. Dad's not going to see my baby. The time I told my mum I hated her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. that's it. Yeah, you go through everything. I listen to his voice note. Like you yes. make yourself cry more. Actually. I cried the other day just thinking about the voice notes I've got on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even listen to them. Yeah. I, just, I was just thinking about yeah. them. And then I was in bed. I was about, about to go to sleep. My boyfriend was asleep. <laughs> I was in bed. I just started thinking about these voice notes. And I was just <laughs> a few tears on my face. And I was like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. You've, you've got to, though, because for me as well, I can feel it building inside of me like when I know that I need to have a cry about it. And then mm. I cry. I cry hard. Mm. And then afterwards, I feel like, <sighs> okay. Like yeah. we're a bit clearer now, we can carry on until yeah. the next one. You know, I think as time passes, because it's been like over five years for me now, and I think the yeah, amount yeah. of times that I cry produces, but when oh, I do yeah. cry, it's hard. It's like a fucking torrential rainfall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> so um, I fully relate. I fully relate. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, sorry. Go on. I was just gonna say I fully relate on the on the guilt thing so I'm deaf that's where I'm definitely at and my grief at the moment okay. like oh I lie in bed and I'm like I should have done this whilst he was, was in hospital should have yeah. done this should have done could have done this and then I'm going back like five six years and I'm like remember that time that you had an argument or mm. remember and I'm just like Bitch. And you, can, you, Bitch. You, you do <laughs> you can drive yourself a little bit crazy because I know there's a saying of like you can't have regrets and you can't like you can't punish yourself because mm. in that moment that's Which easier said than done, isn't it? Like that's I've what got, happened. Yeah, I've got like three things that I that always come to my mind when I feel like guilty. <gasps> One is when like I used to lie on my bed during the day, like texting, whatever, and then my mum would, oh, yeah. mum, mum would come in and lie on the bed next to me, and she'd want to have a chat, and I'd be like, "What do you want? Mm. Go away." And then another one is when she was like dying. I, I was meant to be in my final year of uni, so I'd gone back to freshers. Um, this was about a month before she died. And I think even like two weeks before she died, I was at partying and I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> and then yeah. the third one is not spending enough time with her when I knew she was terminal. I'm just like, oh God, like, I hate myself. But like, yeah, you like those are just emotions that I just have to deal with. And I can't, I I can't change them. I can't hate myself no, for it. But I think you, there are always like a few kind of memories, the recurrent memories that come back that you kind yeah. of your like guilt memories and you're like <laughs> yeah I've got so we like didn't know my dad was gonna die like initially mm. when he was in hospital they were like he's gonna have chemo the doctor was like he's 55 like mm. we feel like this will be okay I was sat there going in my head I don't think he's going to survive chemo because my dad he was so Already he was so, so unwell I was like she was telling me, she was like, yeah, he's going to do like four rounds of chemo. And I was like, I was like, he's not going to live past chemo. Yeah. And, but at that point I said to the doctor, I was like, do I need to move home? Cause I was still in London at this point. Okay. Um, uh, going back and forth to work. I was going to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, coming back to Devon from London oh, Thursday evening, ouch. living, living in the hospital Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I was, mm. go I was doing that. Mm. because I'd said to the doctor I said like I was like is he gonna die do I I was like do I need to come home and she was like at this point we've got no cause for concern <sighs> but like in my heart I'm like 
like I feel the guilt of like mm-hmm. I just I should have been with my dad like I was his best mate he was mine mm-hmm. work didn't matter but I'm like a workaholic so in my yeah. head I was like oh my god no I can't I didn't want to let people down I was yeah. like I'm a, a full-time job I had all these emotions but now I look back on it and I'm like I should have just like fucking come home like irrelevant oh, money irrelevant working irrelevant yeah. like all of those things all all of those things can come back I can get another job I can earn more money but the time with my dad I cannot get back mm. I think I think there's no point in me saying at this point now like oh you know your dad wouldn't have wanted that for you because you know that yourself mm. you don't need to know that yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is just the pressure that you put on yourself and mm. you're always going to be your own worst critic aren't you so I think yeah and people always say to me like your parents never remember the times that you were mean to them like that's not a thing and I'm like well I freaking mm. remember it yeah <laughs> and I have to live with it <laughs> doesn't matter to her now does it <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> so literally. annoying so annoying um in like previous emails and stuff that we've exchanged and stuff that i've seen mm-hmm. like you've mentioned that you've been kind of actively just like trying to open up the conversation more on your own social media accounts yes. which i think is great because obviously grief just isn't a thing that's talked about enough online mm-hmm. anywhere um are you finding that like useful for your own grief journey and like do you get any kind of responses to that from people saying oh this is so enlightening or is it just like for you is it just like a kind of like a coping mechanism I suppose because it is isn't it like talking Mm. about what you've gone through both yeah when I the the day that my dad died I came home and I sat in my room and I said to myself I've I've got two choices here Mm. I was like I can choose the easy option which is I can like give up Mm. I could move back home I could quit my job I could become depressed Mm. I I could I could literally like break down and shut down and everyone would be okay with that and be like her dad just died that's fine Mm. so and I was like I could do that and that Mm. would be the easy option because you're in so much pain that's what you want to do (laughs) it's so painful you're like well and you really could, you really can fall into all that negative mindset mm. and you can be angry. Mm. And I sat there and I was like, all oh, I've got the other option. Or I was like, I use this pain and I use my dad who would not have wanted me to go down that route. And I use my dad as an inspiration to just motivate me mm. through each day to do better, to be better. I got up that next morning and I went for a run and I went for a run and I was like, do you know what? I'm going on a run because my dad would have loved to have gone on a run. Mm. That's my mentality with life now. So anything I do, like I step outside my door each morning and I take a breath of fresh air and I'm like, that's for dad. That's Mm. for dad. Cause dad would have, my dad was in hospital for six weeks. uh, Couldn't walk, couldn't do anything. And I was like, Mm. he would have loved that just to go outside for a few seconds. And I get to go outside every day. How Mm. lucky am I? And Mm. so I just, and then I just started posting on social media as definitely a coping mechanism for myself to like reinforce what I was saying. Yeah. So like the positive mindset, the things that I was trying to do, the things that I was focusing on, I wanted to put them out there to like reinforce to myself, like, okay, you've said it, you can do it. Yeah. And I also just wanted to normalize the conversation, like saying the words cancer, death, my dad has died. Like mm-hmm. it was really bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Just making it not, a topic of conversation that people feel weird about you should be able to talk about grief and death and it not be like a a taboo subject of oh my god she's talking about the same way that we talk about love and life because that that is it's it's life Mm -hmm. (laughs) like everybody will be 
on the same path as us at some point yeah. everyone's going to lose their parent and which is a little bit earlier in the game yeah i know and i have away. i have i have had people reach out and people have been so nice and just like said the nicest things and i don't you don't aim to be like motivational for people you just i just be myself and i just mm. try and be the best version of myself for my dad and for myself and i think when you're doing that like people vibe off it you know they see like a a strength and an it's energy real, it's and real like, conversation it's not yeah it's not like fake instagram bullshit of like everything's great mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm, i'm fucking sad <laughs> i do both i have days yeah. where i'm like yo i'm fucking positive i did yeah. this today duh, 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 all good and then i and then i write about the times where i'm like i am so sad and i'm in so much pain right now mm-hmm. because i, I think, think it's so good important. to have the both mm-hmm. and i think you know it is going in like people like us and a lot of the grief community now are raising the conversation a little bit more and more people are becoming more aware of it and I think it's amazing to think of like every single individual person that had lost somebody posted something about it how quickly that can spread because of their individual audiences like I do think that strides are being made um I just hope that it carries on and like it just just become I want I want schools to talk about it I want high schools to have people in that tell friends how to support a grieving friend like it just it needs to be just spoke about <laughs> please god well me being a teacher and taking that into my everyday there's a little girl in my class uh she's seven i teach her twos her mum passed away a few days before christmas of cancer oh, and she came and she came back in and we, we'd been told that her mum had passed yeah. and i re- and i reached out to the main teacher and i was like look if if you need someone who like if she feels like she wants to like just connect yeah connect and be like um you know we've both gone through the same thing i would love to be that person because i think it's so important that she feels like she can talk about it especially from such a young age so that when she grows up she doesn't feel any like resentment or have any of these negative feelings coming up and bless her she came in and she was like miss i was like yeah she was like my mummy died of cancer over christmas and i was like i was like are you okay she said yeah and then i said to her guess what and she was like what and I said my daddy died of cancer and she was like did he and she was buzzing that we both had this thing in common that they both died of cancer and it was just and we had like a really long conversation and it was such a positive sweet conversation just talking about and bless her she was just able to I guess as kids do like she was talking about the hospital Mm. all things that happened and she, she was able to talk about it and it was, and I think that that's just so important. Yeah, I mean? yeah, sure. I remember that forever. Like I talked to a lot of people yeah. who, who lost a parent when they were in primary school, like as children. And the thing that they always say is that they felt like nobody spoke about their parent. And then it got to the point where they were like 16, 17, and they were just like, I've got a lot of angry, touch trauma mm-hmm. <laughs> that nobody's like done. And then at the time that they actually yeah. want to talk about it, everybody else in their family is like 10 years down in their grief so it's a very different whereas for them their grief might feel brand new yeah they've just had that sudden realization that shit i lost a parent and i was too young everybody yeah. else they're yeah. just pretty further down so it just missed that yeah. connection um so it just did, that's so it nice. just it just is so much worse to block someone off from feeling like they can't talk about it like yeah. she came into school and everyone was everyone was just like oh Hi, you okay? Like treating her as normal. It's like Merry Christmas. What's your favorite yeah. present? 
Yeah, no. Like, you've got to acknowledge that something has happened. Like, I remember, like, it's okay, I can laugh about it, but I remember seeing people for the first time. They were like, how's your lockdown been? I was like, my dad died. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that because mm. everyone knows that my dad has died. But I was, all, I was almost like, why are you asking me what my lockdown mm. was like? You know, my dad died. But I, and that, they're the kind of questions that make you feel like you can't talk about it. Because I then replied yeah. going, oh, yeah, yeah no, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. It was quite bad. My dad died. But you'd like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was like, yeah. But, but because, because. I don't know. And that's, that's like a thing that humans do. We go into this like social routine of, oh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. And mm. not actually saying how we feel. Like because really in that situation, make... that mm. person should have said to you like, lockdown must have been really difficult for you. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. Even that, just, just flipping the it. question a bit. Yeah, yeah. like Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Because that, and that's what makes people feel like they can't talk about their feelings. Yeah. Because they go, hi how are you and you're like I don't mean it okay <laughs> I was listening yeah. to a podcast the other day and somebody did a social experiment about whether people were listening um to what they were saying or not so like they basically said the next time somebody asks how you are that she told this person to reply and say my mum just died what about you um so this person went out right the other day somebody said to them passing by hey how are you doing and this woman said, uh, oh, my mum just died, what about you? And they, and they went, yeah, 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 great, talk to you later. Mm. And it's just like, as humans, we are just not up to scratch, I did, are we? I did, I did do that once, actually, because I, I, I was, today, that day I was feeling maybe brave or angry. I, well, don't I love know, this. I know, I didn't say it in a horrible way. It was with one mm. of my drama school teachers. I went in to like, do some extra work and he's a nice teacher so like I felt I, I knew the conversation was going to go in a good direction mm, so and we have like a banterous we have like a banterous relationship so I just said it he was like how was your lockdown I was like my dad died and the way that he handled it was just oh, great brilliant. it was just he was just like like I'm so sorry to hear that and then we just had a conversation about it but there was no I was just telling him what happened. He was just asking me questions, but there was none of this, like, there was no weird feeling because it doesn't have to be weird. You don't he, have he to He didn't, like, retract weird. from it, like, no, oh, sorry. No. Okay, <laughs> bye. He just, and I, I, like, thrive off people that ask me the questions. Yeah. Like, people's, if people are asking me in-depth questions, I'm like, oh, let's go, I'll tell Podcast you about Podcast, not my dad, yes, please. <laughs> Come in. No, because for me... I want people to understand yeah. what happened. Yeah. I want people to understand how bad it was so that yeah. people are able to understand the frame of mind that I'm in mentally and emotionally. Because mm. like you said, when we spoke about the beginning, I was like, people who have not seen cancer kill someone, I was like, it's, it's just on another level. So when mm. someone asks me, I, I totally don't mind. I could have a stranger message me and go, what, like how did your dad die I would reply like oh yeah I'm definitely very, like I, I don't mind because yeah. there's just there's no shame in the conversation and I, don't think any, asked, you... I don't think there's any shame in people being curious either I think no people feel like they shouldn't ask how somebody died or what happened but mm. I don't think there's any shame in that I think everybody's deaths are very different and yeah even presuming sometimes can be bad um yeah, curiosity and questions leads to like education when yeah. you're curious about something you ask a question and then you learn and then you mm. know like there's mm. no there doesn't have to be like a, a feeling or a um, motive behind it you know if someone just wants to know like oh my god what's cancer like 
I'll just tell you, and then then you know. (laughs) (laughs) Then you know it's quite bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not good. (laughs) Wouldn't recommend to a friend. (laughs) Yeah, no, tell me about it. Um, Okay, so the final two questions I have for you are: um, Would you say that it's changed the way that you go about your life and the way that you approach it now? Yeah, million percent. I think um, losing a parent and watching someone die just gives you like perspective mm-hmm. on everything and you realize that nothing matters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all those things that you let eat you inside. Like I'm such a worrier as well. Like I suffer from anxiety and I let so many things like dictate my day, dictate my mood, dictate my mindset. But then since my dad died, you just, you're able to see things with so much more clarity. Things that I would normally have pissed me off made me upset made me angry I'm just able to step back take take a breath and be like it's fine yeah and I also just use like I said before like my dad my dad is just like my motivation for everything I'm like my I do like my dad would have loved this be grateful be grateful that you get to do this because dad would have loved this so yeah you're just able to have a judgment on things that lets you, I think, live a bit more of like actually a positive life because I'm yeah. grateful for things that I was not grateful for before. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. Things. Oh, I right? know, isn't it's it? Such, it's such a mind boggle how you can appreciate so many beautiful things in life and have so much love for life whilst at the same time I know being in so much pain, like hating it. <laughs> like I it's know. So weird how it goes in parallel. But like, I don't, I don't, I always like saying this because I think people sometimes take like offense like there's no good in grief blah 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 but mm, i disagree there is it's it's difficult like and i think it definitely depends on the journey that you're at with your grief it depends mm. on it's so circumstantial um, mm-hmm. but i think if you can get to a point where you can see that what has happened to you is horrendous we would do anything to take it back i would have my mum back over any gratitude or lust for life mm. any day of the week because she was just the most incredible person she probably would have taught me that as i got older but I am grateful for the fact that this shitty, terrible thing has given me more gratitude for life mm. and that I can see things in different ways, people that haven't lost someone. Like, I'm, ex- I'm exactly the same. Mm. I, 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 say, I, I say this to everyone. If anyone at any point in my life had asked me, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? It would be my dad dying. Mm. At any point, if you had asked me, what like what would be the worst thing that could happen to you? I would have said my dad dying because I just I love that man so much. Mm. And so the way I view it is the worst thing that could have happened to me has happened to me. Like mm. that's happened. Like it it in my Bring mind, it yeah. In my mind, it can't be any worse than that. So everything mm. that happens now, I'm just like, it's it's all right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. And I will even say this: I am a better person. I yeah. like the Georgia that I am now because of my dad dying yeah I am a better version of myself and I like myself a hell of a lot more than what I did the type Mm. of person I was before my dad died Mm. and because grief changes you and it changes you negatively in ways like this there's things you have to deal with that and it alters your personality and you're like oh but I think it also does create a lot of good because you have to find the good you have to I'm I'm 20 I'm 20 I'm 24 yeah. I've, I've got the rest of my life to live i can't you can't live I it in a hole of, you know hole of just no despair. you can't yeah. you literally can't you yeah. gotta you gotta live 
<laughs> you've got to live yeah I completely agree live. I completely agree um, also I feel like I feel like my dad has become a part of me he was such yeah. a good egg and I yeah. feel like I've taken on a lot of his like characteristics and like personality traits because he was like my idol so like, mm. I want to be like him so I just do you, know you, what have, I mean? like, you I have to do that that's the kind of thing that I, yeah. try, and, I try and see them my mum in me as well like yeah. I think it's so important to do that because yeah. we are we are a product of that person so yeah you can find a way to kind of carry them along with you that makes so much difference yeah um mm-hmm. okay well my final question to you is what advice would you give to somebody who's listening who has recently lost a parent Ooh. okay obviously it's so hard because every grief is so personal isn't it like yeah I could have like a few listeners being like, oh, this girl's talking sense. Then some other listeners being like, what is she (laughs) talking about? Exactly, so true. My advice would be um, to take the time that you need to process it and do not rush back into your normal routine, Mm -hmm. thinking that it's going to help you to feel normal. Mm -hmm. You have to step back and take the time and realize that something really really awful and life-changing has happened to you so jumping into your normal your routine has changed now your life has changed now you have changed now so I think if you're able to really take the time to just step back and just allow like the days to go for the few for the for the first few weeks for the first few months like getting through each day is enough you do not have to achieve something if you don't want to you don't have to rush back to work you don't have to go out and be social with your friends that's something that I really struggled with I really didn't feel social in the beginning of my grief I didn't want to go out and see people I felt safe in my bubble of family yeah so don't feel the pressure that you need to get back into the rat race of life because you don't need to I would also say talk about it even if it makes you feel sad even if it makes you feel happy because a problem shared is like a problem halved. Like I know it's it's always going to, grief is always going to be there, but when you're there and you're able to bounce your feelings and emotions off someone, it it lifts it a little bit. Grief's always going to be there, but it does, it just takes the weight because you feel like, oh, they understand, they know, they listened, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Anything else? I think someone has just lost it. I would just be kind to yourself. Yeah. That's like, the first thing that came to my head then. I was like, love you, Sarah. Yeah, just, just really understand that you're allowed to be sad. You are allowed to, you're allowed to, like, all these horrible feelings. You're allowed to feel sorry for yourself. You're allowed to feel angry. You're allowed mm. to, like, the worst thing that could possibly, it has happened. So mm. you are fully within your right to feel all the feelings that you are feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely just, like, be kind to yourself. And in response to that, just do what you would like to do. You yeah. don't go out tomorrow. You don't go out tomorrow. If your friends invite you to the pub and you don't feel like going, I know we're not there, but you don't, <laughs> yeah. don't go. There's no, there should be no judgment. Mm. There, and there should be, if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do something, especially mm. in those first like few weeks and few months, just do what makes you feel safe. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Do what makes you feel safe. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I feel like I feel all so like I. positively griefed out. I know. I feel like I've been smiling the whole time. Yeah. And, like we've been talking about my dead dad, but like, I've been smiling all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. No, it is. It's so good. I think it's um, kind of watching people talk about what's happened to them, but they have seen 
like they've managed to kind of create this like good life for themselves like it's always so nice to see um because yeah grief can take you to bad places so it's nice when it yeah helps people as well yeah yeah, yeah thank you so for much sure. for your time I really appreciate you're so it. welcome and um, like I said before like I'm if anyone wants to message me like I'm so <laughs> open and such an open book, like yeah. yeah come speak to me about my dead dad <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'll put your um instagram handle and stuff in the show notes so that anybody that wants to reach out to you they can do lush thank you so much for having me i've had the best time (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the dead prank club podcast i so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today As always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well. Coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening and we'll see you next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 